Yo, yo, yo. What is this? This is the LA Club Podcast. It is February 24th, 2020. Yes. And we are here with a very special friend of mine, Shayon. It is amazing to have you. Glad to have you as a as a co-host. Thank you. I'm very thankful to be here. This is um I it just feels it just feels great He's being able to say those words, co-host, and you being it, you know, just it it's a huge step towards the right direction, towards the goal that I think this platform, this this podcast wants to um head in and succeed in. Hundred percent. I love being in your presence, bro. I love you. I I I respect that and I love your presence because like especially with music, you know, you bring a very honest and respectable opinion and perspective. Especially like with hip hop. Hip hop and music that I don't listen to. I mean I listen to hip hop but like artists that I don't listen to, I trust your um I trust your opinion. Thank you. I respect that. Same to you. Thank you. I've I've been trying to do more than just listening to Drake. Um Drake, I've actually lit stopped. Not I don't say stop, but my listening has de- decreased in the last like few months. Cause it's like, okay, I listened to all the albums over and over. I got all that I needed. Now I've been I've been listening to a lot of Kanye West, as I've told you. A lot of Jesus is King. I've been feeling that um that that spiritual um energy as of as of late. Jesus King is like I'm not a Kanye West fan like everyone else is, you know, graduation and all those other albums, you know. Um I've just started getting on the Kanye West fan train with um what the what I bipolar is awesome or something like that. I forgot the name of that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yay, that was the one where, like, oh my goodness, the songs, the production, everything. It was like that was a that was a very busy. That was a good summer for music in general. It really was summer of twenty eighteen, especially with good music. You know, with yeah, kick. Yeah, it was like kick cutting. Yay, album. Um, he produced five albums. Yeah, in like a span of. Well, I don't, you know, obviously a lot of that stuff is probably months before, yeah. but. But he, he had a lot of work on his hands, though. I, yeah. I feel like um, No Mistakes, Ghost Town, and Violent Crimes, and Wouldn't Leave. Those, mm. like the ones with, um, like Violent Crimes with 070 Shake. She's a good. Mm-hmm. She's a new. She's a new good music artist. She is awesome. She is awesome. I agree. Um, but like Ghost Town, no mistakes. Wouldn't leave those two. The sampling is he, is crazy. Yeah, that's really what um that's really what drew me in was like, the sampling and just you know making it every everything just sounds smooth and sounds um it's just flow together, and that's I also like the um. The yikes! I, I think Drake has some some yeah. writing credits on. He that was a really good song. That's a that was a really good one. I feel like um, it was I don't want to say controversial, but I think that's a good word to describe it. But the first song of the album, I thought about killing you, like that was just like okay, that's the energy you're giving us off the door. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. but how he was able to flow throughout the album from like I thought about killing you to violent crimes and you know violent crimes is basically him um talking about you know his daughter growing up and the things that you know men you know would try to um I don't say in a bad way but like all the things that he knows his daughter gonna have to grow up and deal with you know marriage and all that type of stuff and you know the IG comments and stuff like that He's um yeah being in the, yeah being in the spotlight yeah and I I just like how the album changed sonically it changed from the con the context you know of the of the songs to something a bit better and something a bit more conscious um I can argue with 
But no mistakes, ghost town, violent crimes, the sampling on all of those, and um, party next door. He did a good job too. Oh yeah, he was on Ghost Town, right? Yeah, Ghost Town. See, at first I thought that was Kid Cudi, cause the cause of the humming. I know um, Kid Cudi mm-hmm. does a lot of humming, but actually that was Party Next Door. But Party, um, Party is an artist. We're gonna we're gonna get on topic, but it's a bit of a, a tangent. But like Party, like I like him as a writer, not more as an artist. Mm. But Party does have records where, like, okay, if it was anyone else singing this, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't feel right. I think he's supposed to have an album that's dropping. He yeah. Said in February, I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, but he said in January, and that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> and then he said in February, and yet, is what it is the twenty fifth, and so you have like wait five more, no, three more days, because February twenty eighth. No, it's a leap year, so I think February twenty ninth. It's one of those, but I think his. Yeah. I think he needs to have a really, just because the way he's been like not releasing music, yeah, is the way that like a a bigger artist can do. Like for example, like Kanye, he cannot yeah. release music for like four years, but he'll still keep like fans on their toes because he's just at that level. I don't think yeah. Party's at that level, in my opinion. Yeah. To just wait, like. Like I th- it was funny hearing Joe, uh, Joe Rogan when he released. I mean, not Joe Rogan. Um, Joe Budden when yeah. Party released the 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 two tracks. Um, yeah. Was it a uh, news? The news and yeah, loyal, loyal. with Drake. It's funny. Uh, Joe Budden saying like that was a two pack of ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> like and see, I. I'm a big fan of the Joe Budden podcast. I've been listening since 2017. I'm kind of getting new to it. So. And um, with the thing with Joe Budden is that, like, if you don't know him personally and if you don't know him at all, the things that he says that are, like, some would say were controversial, you're not going to understand where he's coming from. You're not going to understand his stance. You know, he is mm-hmm. he's, he's a former rapper. One of the greatest people. MCs. One of the greatest MCs of all time, you know, and okay, everyone knows him from Pump, Pump, Pump It Up, and that's I feel like that's okay because that's a great song. Yeah, um, that's a great song. You know, it's it's it won a Grammy. It's on Too Fast to Furious. It's you know, it's one of those songs that like it's it can be on like any movie, any like racing or any like action movie, and it just goes you know it goes in right. Yeah, but with Joe much. Budden. Joe Budden, he's he's had mental problems in the past. He's he's been on dust. He's done all the drugs. You know, right. him and his mother didn't have always have the great relationship. He didn't always have a clear head in school. And so when you have someone that is young, okay, already has a baby mother, now has a kid, but now the baby mother is trying not is trying to keep you know him away from this kid when you have all these distractions and a young artist that just blew up with the best song in the world at the time what 2002 2003 yeah that that is a lot of negativity that and that's in that day and age without having you know social media without having the resource that we have now it's, it's going to do damage to you it can it can do some harm to you as a person and as an artist and He's just he's just someone that once you get to know him, once you listen to him and understand him, because that's the problem with today's age is that we don't want to understand people. We just want to know, know, know and critique, critique, critique. Exactly. But, you know, if you actually took the time and, oh, OK, I don't understand it completely, but I'm willing to listen to you and gain knowledge and take the time then okay i can i can understand you a bit better but like i said before we're in a we're in a generation where we want everything in our hands right now because it's convenient we have conveniency we're so used to being comfortable and having things in our fingertips but which is also a bit ironic because you know we're going on twitter we're going on social media and we'll see ignorance spilled spilled all over the 
all over the internet. Tell me about it, bro. And so it's like, how can we go, oh, I didn't know this, or, oh, really? Like, how can we not know something, but have have the knowledge, have the resource in our hands? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. But, We're in a consumer generation. We like to consume, consume, but, like, not actually process. Yeah, exactly. Like, I try my best to fight for and have a stance on, like, human beings being human beings because we're not we're not machines we're not we're not you know beings that have pre-programmed actions or pre-programmed you know things that we can only respond to we're human beings and that when that with that being said you know we we're gonna react different we're gonna think different we're gonna you know we're just gonna have different minds and different um perspectives I personally, on the other hand, I try to gain different perspectives so I can be someone that understands different things, even if it's, you know, the same topic, but just from different points of points of views or perspectives. But with Joe, he's taught me that he's taught me to be more understanding of people, despite them not, you know, being from where you're from or not understanding you as well. You got to be able to understand the understandable and understand that not everyone is going to understand, even though you do. You know, what's easy to me is not Mm going to be easy to anyone else, you know? Exactly. But Joe, yeah, keep keep, um, watching, keep listening. Joe is funny. You know, they do the cartoons. I like when he kind of does his little rant. And see, (laughs) I, I look forward to him. He hasn't really had a major rant since the Eminem debacle, but... Um, even with that, like his diss tracks are some of the best diss tracks ever. Oh yeah, there's not many people that could like compete with him, like, in in like just MC wise, like not too many people you could put in a room yeah. with him that's like on his level. If yeah, anyone like like with Eminem, you know, I was watching a. Uh, interview like a snippet of an interview with it was like Eminem and Crooked you know Crooked and Eminem they um mm-hmm. they're on Shady you know Crooked is on Shady I believe and Eminem was like I just wanted the words to rhyme that's what I cared about right Joe exactly Joe is going it's gonna rhyme but there's gonna be so many layers upon layers to that's what I Deep like in about rap. From his lyrics that you know, it just it's just crazy. He's gonna bar you to death. And that's what I respect. That's what I respect. That's the type of rap I like. Like rhymes are one thing, but like Bars? when it comes to yeah, when it comes to Eminem, I can't think of too many quotable yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Exactly. Like double entendres sometimes, like triple entendres, like those, like when you hear them, bro, they give you like the shit. Exactly. And Eminem, he's had records, he's had content. That's one thing I I never understood that people try to say like him lacking content. I just I think he's ha- he's always had content, but not the content that meets today's standards, or not even sta- not like meeting, but the things mm-hmm. that he says isn't suitable for today's listening today's ears you get what i'm saying a lot of the same things yeah you know calling people faggots or calling people like those type of words that you could get away (laughs) with in the 90s or even early 2000s but saying it now it's like okay and like you get what i'm saying it's a bit you know that's a bit more like washed saying that stuff you know yeah but yeah, I completely like I like Eminem when he's rapping. Like when Eminem is like, like um the Machine Gun Kelly versus Eminem um beef, <laughs> Kill Shot. Yeah, that's the name of the diss track. That 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 was him rapping. Like when Eminem has someone in his sights and is about to like really bar someone in death. That's that's when I really like Eminem. But not like. Um, like we okay, like Rihanna and Eminem, like what? Um, love the way you lie. That's 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 a good Eminem right there. But I'm not afraid, Eminem. That's the Eminem I like. Like yeah. when I think oh, the no? I think the name of the album was Recovery. 
yeah, like that. It was that. Sure. That was a yeah. a very contentful filled album, and a very real human album. You know, and I think that's um that's one. Of, I think one of the best albums that he's ever made. But like Jay Z, you know, listening to Jay Z, I've been listening to him a bit more because. You know, being a great rapper is one thing, but being a businessman and having an intellect and a and a way of thinking to be successful, a successful rapper, that's a different story, you know. And you know, when you you know, if you go on Twitter and yeah, have you seen that um that one tweet was like fifty thousand dollars versus or would you rather have $50,000 or be in the same room with Jay-Z, right? Right, okay. I've, I've seen similar, like, yeah. Okay. And it's like... Not verbatim. And I, I see that, and I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense because since day one, Jay-Z's been giving us the blueprint to be a millionaire, to be successful, to save money, to make money. I think, you he's, know? Actually, I think he's a billionaire now. And, but yeah. and it's like... Like I've been like the the main Jay Z album I've been listening to is four 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 right, and great album. That was a seven track album, um, right? I think a bit more than that, but if it's not seven, okay. then I think it's close. That was a really good album. I'm happy they added that back to Spotify. Um, it's ten albums, ten ten songs, thirty six minutes and twelve seconds. Mm. And let me tell you. Every minute and every second of that album is so important and so great that I end up listening. I end up listening to every song, like listening to the story of OJ, listening to Smile, Four Four Four, Family Feud, Moonlight. Like I think, yeah, he made a he made a music video for almost every song on the album, and I just caught around to listening and to watching Moonlight. And Moonlight was actually a movie. It was like a, a like a black, like an all black movie about like racial tensions, all of that. And it was competing against La La Land for like the Emmys or right. something like that. And like, like the uh, basis of the Austin, video was yeah. like an all black cast of friends. And right, I've seen that movie. They won the Oscar for best movie. I of think the it. I think like, it did. I think it did. And. He's yeah, Jay Z's always been able to like mesh things together and make it work. And he's always had he's always had that ability to do things. I mean he's he's more than just like yeah. a drug like I never even considered Jay Z to be like a drug rapper. Not like Pusha. You know, Pusha he would just you know, all he all he has to really talk about is drugs, but like Jay Z He's d- he's done the drug talk already, you know, with um reasonable reasonable doubt and um. You know what um you know what Jay Z album I've been or not it's a co album but Watch the Throne I've been listening to a lot of Watch the Throne. Yeah, that is one of my favorite albums of all time. I've been listening to um, Niggas in Paris. Oh, mm-hmm. it is. Those are the main two. I, I like No Church in the Wild. But. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to him again. Like I'm gonna listen to him because I like to, um, like even with Drake, I like to let songs just sit, and so therefore, right, like I can preserve it more than versus everyone else that like, oh, I listen to every Drake song, and then like, okay, when Drake actually decides to retire, then it's like, oh, now you have nothing left. But me. There's still like Drake songs or like Beyonce Drake songs like that just on SoundCloud just sitting there that like I can actually enjoy when the time is right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Watch the Throne though. Great. Yeah, Watch the Throne. I, I don't think they're on good terms anymore. Well, I don't know how bad yeah. Jay Z and Kanye's relationship, but definitely not on. Uh, Making another album again. <laughs> I w- I wish it would be though. I would. I wish, but that honestly, I feel like Jay Z has like not saying he doesn't care about music anymore, but like he has some like just better yeah. endeavors. Yeah. 
And Kanye, I could say the same. I honestly don't. I never know where Kanye's head is. Yeah, I like, think that's just of what another thing that makes him so great, but also hurts him a bit, though, is that exactly. you don't know what you're gonna get from Kanye. You know, but yeah, it, yeah. Speaking of Kanye, it's like how, like the the term like being canceled and cancel culture, like. That is, that's just ignorance right there. Like you cannot be canceled. There's no like you're not gonna cancel Kanye West. You're not gonna cancel yeah. <laughs> Jay Z. You're not gonna cancel Drake. These these and amongst other people, these people have been solidified in hip hop and pop culture in America. Like Drake has his own country that he can go back to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like <laughs> Kanye West, he has Chicago that he can always go back to. Jay Z, he has almost the entire state of New York, but especially Brooklyn. Yeah, he's a king of New York rap. <laughs> and like with um with Jay Z when he was doing the whole NFL thing, you know when he was like, okay, we, you know, Colin Kaepernick, he did this kneeling and everything, but now now it's about action. I'm like. Yeah, it, thank you for saying that. You know, like now it's about action because I just don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand the issue with that. You know, we can't just talk about it because what is what we, when we talk about it for so long, then it just starts getting redundant. Then it's like, okay, now what? And that's kind of feel, that's kind of like how I feel about it. It's like, Okay, Colin Kaepernick, you sacrificed your career, basically, for the betterment and for, you know, society to be aware, even though we're kind of already aware of the police brutality in America and stuff like that. But, you know, thank you for the honorable sacrifice that you made. But I don't I don't think he was ever going to get his job back after doing that. Like, like, I think you can't, and I don't, I'm not trying to compare, but you cannot try to make Colin Kaepernick this honorable hero, like, let's just say Martin Luther King, and expect for him to get his job back. Like, you think Martin Luther King was like, well, I hope they don't kill me for this. I hope they don't try to shoot me, (laughs) you know? You get what I'm saying? Like, honestly, I, I wish... Yeah, I wish he just would have never went back to the NFL. Yeah, because then it's like, you're going to spit in my face and then ask for your job back? Really? I wish he just, yeah, exactly. I wish he just would have just ended it from there. Yeah, because if I was calling you behind him. Yeah. Like, if I was calling calling Kaepernick, I'd be like, see, I don't need you. You coming back to the NFL is like, you know, the kind of like the opposite of way because let's be honest, Colin Kaepernick was not winning in the NFL when he kneeled. You know, like if mm-hmm. if Colin yeah. Kaepernick was just if Colin Kaepernick was Tom Brady winning Super Bowls and that season after winning the season before winning the championship prior or before and did that, then it's like, okay, NFL, now you got to actually do something because your star quarterback or the whole league is kneeling. Like, imagine if LeBron was doing that. Then it would be like, okay. Right. But you're not LeBron. You're not, you know, Tom Brady. You were... It, it just... You wasn't winning. You wasn't doing much damage. You weren't, you know... And it's kind of... It sucks because mm-hmm. now the 49ers are good. You know? They're good with the team that they got. They got good defense. They got a good quarterback that took his team to the Super Bowl. You know? Right. Like, Colin Kaepernick is kind of like a... kind of like um, Camp Newton. You know, they can't throw, but they can run. You know, they're tall. They got legs. They're right. more like the running quarterback. But they, you know, he just wasn't winning. And he did take his team to the Super Bowl in 2011. But that was years ago. And it's right. been two years, or two, three years, about to make four, since he's been in the league. Are people still going to be 
Oh, put Colin in the league still? Are they going to have that same stance? You know? No. Yeah, I think he should just... I don't, I don't know. I think he's still trying. I just... And, like, there's if there's a difference between wanting to play the sport that you love versus wanting to play in the league that you were drafted in. You know? Right. Like... You got the X, the XFL, which is the Extreme Football League. You got that um, going. You got the CFL, the Canadian Football League. I, I'm pretty sure every team in the CFL would have picked you up, because he's a talented quarterback. He just, he's he's not really like a he's not like the best, but he's talented. He knows how to make make reads and make you know good decisions, definitely when it, in terms of running the ball. But right. I I don't I don't I don't think it was thought out through more than just you know because if he knew that like okay I'm not like if he knew he wasn't gonna get signed and like even if he didn't knew but if he knew like okay this probably gonna be my last year I'm gonna at least guard with a bang then that makes a lot more sense you know but. I hope he's doing good. I hope he's doing great, you know? Yeah. And he, like I said, he did an honorable deed. I mean, not me, it wasn't really warranted by no means. He didn't have to do it, you know, but he did it anyway. And he, you know, he, yeah, there's, I think that's all I can say. He did an honorable service, you know? Yeah, I respect it. He walked away from millions of dollars. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe, like I said, if you go like the CFL or something like that, I mean, he has options, you know. Yeah. And with the NFL, I mean, the the audience is, has stopped watching it, you know. Like the viewership has been, been down. Yeah, it's like every year it goes lower and lower. And I wasn't really watching any games except for the Super Bowl anyway. It's probably, I would assume, the, the most watched sport right now is probably basketball then. Yeah. it's. I feel like that's the most popular sport in the world right now. Because, of course, you have soccer and everything. But I oh, just yeah, feel like with... Worldwide sport. I just feel like with Steph Curry, LeBron, Kevin Durant. I mean, these these guys are going... Especially the first two, but like even Kawhi Leonard, you know him bringing a championship to Canada, that entire country. It what just can do with LA this season. Um, man, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm a Clippers fan, you know. I've been a Clippers fan for about what seven years, you know, with Lob City and everything. I just, I honestly, I wanted. It. I'm, I'm still. A, a bit hurt because the CP3 Rob City, era. yeah, the CP3 era was such a good team that CP3 they should have won a championship. He was, he's one of the greatest to ever not win a ring. Like, people yeah. forget how good he was. And I get a lot of his antics can make him a hateable guy, but dude's a baller. Can't take that away from him. You cannot. But I'm still a bit hurt because they didn't win a championship. I would have been great with like Paul George and Kawhi coming, but I feel like they they need kind of like how people are saying like the Lakers need a year to like get things right. I feel like the Clippers need a year because just show me that y'all can play and not have to do all this low managing thing. Right. You know, like I want y'all to play the regular season, not like, okay, I'm going to take these <laughs> nights off and then, okay, Paul George, you play these games and then you can take these nights off and I'm going to play. It's like, no. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying as a fan, definitely. Yeah. And that's kind of, that takes away from the, the entertainment value. Basketball, the NBA is an entertainment you know, it's not sports isn't a necessity in the world, but it is an entertaining value that I feel like if you're gonna go out 
if you're going to charge the prices of admission, you know, the prices that you charge, then I, as a fan, should be able to see my favorite player. I agree. You know? But, like, from the perspective of an owner, it can be difficult, right? Because, mm. first of all, like, I'm pretty sure when Kawhi signed with the Clippers, like, these are the conditions. Like, he said, like, okay, I want load management. Like, he, he obviously brought that up in the meeting. Yeah. And, like, from an owner's perspective, you'll be losing money, you know, when you're star players and playing, like, these national TV games. But yeah, I guess, you know, if they win a championship, it, like, it kind of tenfolds that. I and I feel like if it was anybody else, then it would be it would be a bad thing. But right. Kawhi Leonard did make a – like, he made a point with, hey, I got a championship. By doing load management. Yeah, it would have been different, like, if he went to Toronto, load managed, and didn't win and wanted to go to L.A. Yeah. And try to bring it up. But the fact that he won a championship because definitely – it was definitely a good point that he stopped playing towards the end of the season so he'd be ready for the playoffs. Because as a player, you know, I play basketball in high school. I am I play basketball and I manage the team, right? right. And I feel like kind of like with sports TV shows, they like, to, um, they like to bring up chemistry. They like to bring up load management. And they like to bring up playing back-to-back. Trust me when I say this. Playing back-to-backs is a real thing in terms of, like, being tired and fatigued. It's it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And with the chemistry, chemistry is it's not just playing in the game. It's the practices. It's the practices. It's the playing one-on-one after practice. It's playing, you know, open open court at, you know, the nearby college or nearby, you know, YMCA. It's not just playing in the game. It's in practice. It's watching film. It's, you know, two on two. It's, it's the, it's doing the drills. And it's like going out to, it's just simply like going out to eat, going out to dinner. You know, our team in high school, we went to church together and we went out to dinner together. We hung out at each other's houses and we all, we're chill with each other, you know? It's hard to bring a team together if player A and player D aren't getting along each other and they're two of the best teams to play on the team, right? Right. But even as young, because, you know, playing high school is not the same as playing NBA, but playing with younger children or younger people, you know, 15, 16, 70 years old, it's hard to get the mindset of everyone on the team on the same page. But through losing, you know, through losing and through winning, we was able to, okay, this this is the game plan, and then let's get it. You know, it's getting our getting our guys on the same page and it's also executing when we're supposed to. You know, it's also yeah. about the talent. It's also about making the free throws and doing the hustle, you know, doing the little things as well. So, I think the Clippers have a – I think they honestly have a great chemistry. They definitely have a a, a wide window. They have a good three- to four-year window. They can yeah. definitely win a championship in that because for the most part, they're – I mean, Kawhi's 27 or 28. Paul George is like 29. Yeah. He's still young. Yeah, they. I mean, they have they have youth. They definitely have youth, and they definitely have length. You know, like in the small forward shooting guard. You know, but like the fan base, it's loyal to the Clippers. You know, they have a really solid fan base, and they have a very great owner. You know, Steve Ballmer yeah. is. I mean, he's and like every game, every night, he's living out a dream. You know. Like he's right. excited through, and uh, the two years that the Clippers were like not making the playoffs, he was still like, there. Like he was still there, excited for his team, and that's that's the energy that you need, through the good and the bad, you know. It was crazy. Kawhi was so close to signing with the Lakers. 
Like, yeah. I remember reading, apparently, like, if they didn't get, like, Paul George, which the which the Clippers almost didn't land him, he would have gone to the Lakers just because of how badly he wanted to play in L.A. Now, that right. would have been crazy. That would have been... It would have been, it would have been something to see. It would have been crazy. It would have been like so one sided, but that's like three, four time championship winning team. And I feel like because the Lakers would obviously have been able to trade Kuzma, Ingram, you know, they were, I mean, even if they had Anthony Davis already. You know, they would still have to make some sacrifices to get Paul George. Right. And so maybe some who's first my, round picks or something like girl, that. Honestly. <laughs> Who? I don't know. I don't know what to say about Kuzma recently. I like I know it's not the same, but like to be honest, man, when I, I played with um the Lakers um like Mike here in the two K. <laughs> and I've noticed that if like, Kuzma, he can go, like, for 20 points starting or, like, playing six or coming off the bench. But Brandon Ingram, if Brandon Ingram is not starting, he does not do nothing, bro. I don't understand it. Like, Brandon Ingram, I feel like now, if he keeps on working on his shot, because he has an inconsistent shot. Yeah. You know, but if he, he just... Great, uh, position right now in New Orleans, but honestly, yeah, the, he, he, he never is. with LeBron. In the Lakers, yeah, I don't, I don't see how, um, because Brandon Ingram, he's six nine and he has length, but I mm-hmm. feel like the main thing that he he lacks is energy, and yeah. that is something that you're gonna have to. That's a necessity in the Laker land, you know. That's that you, that is a must in Laker land, you know. But because it was like okay. If I'm Brandon Ingram and I'm in a bad situation where, okay, we're not expected to win, so I can kind of go out and, like, not do anything great or spectacular, then it's like, okay, cool. But if LeBron is on the team, the expectations and the demand of excellence is going to be there. Right. And if you're not meeting the requirements or, yeah, if you're not meeting the requirements, then it's like, Okay, time to get traded, you know. <laughs> exactly. But I like Kuzma. You know, he's he's had a very bad year from like last <laughs> year and, and from his first year. But it just takes time, you know. It just it just takes time to like settle him down and for him to start making better decisions, you know, because he's more like a shooter, you know, shoot first player, but. Yeah. You're going to have to be able to do more than just shoot. You're going to have to make, you know, the right or the best pass. You're going to have to be able to, you know, sacrifice the shot versus, you know, getting a good pass to an open teammate, you know. I'm Moving the ball is I'm important. very interested of what they're going to do with Kuzma because if he was, a, like, a, a really solid third option behind LeBron and AD, that'd be giving you, like, 20, like 19 to 20, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's doing that. I, I want to say he's averaging like 14. I, don't, I definitely know he's not averaging 20. I definitely know not. I don't think 14 is bad because it's, it's not, but the position the Lakers are in this offseason, he's up for an extension. And yeah. that's going to be, you know, would you want to sign him? And that's going to deplete a lot of their cap space because he's probably going to want you know twenty million a year. I so, think. Um, yeah, I think it's like we don't necessarily have to keep you, but we don't want you succeeding anywhere else. Right. You know. So it's like twenty. They're not doing twenty million a year. He ain't getting twenty million a year. Not the way he's playing. No. <laughs> You're not gonna no if you're not if you're not getting twenty twenty a night. There's no way you're gonna get twenty a year. I mean, come <laughs> on now, you know. Bro, but, you'd be surprised, bro. These NBA players are getting paid. I mean, it money. it takes it takes a great agent to get these guys their bags. You know, I think the craziest one right now is I feel like a lot of people aren't even like mentioning it. Tobias Harris, like he's good. 
But do you know the contract he signed last year? He signed a a five year one hundred ninety million. God damn. I mean, I like yeah, I like Tobias definitely when he was playing with the Clippers. He was a good he was, he was a good option for us. I feel like um, even with him, his shot isn't always there. But I don't. Isn't he still in Philly? Yeah, he is. I don't like him in Philly. He's Philly, yeah. Philly's just a it's a it's a girl. I mean, it's just a crybaby team. It's <laughs> like you have all this talent, yet you ain't doing nothing with it. I ben think Simmons, they're, they're gonna have to probably. I think they're gonna choose eventually. Either. Simmons and Embiid are gonna split. That's within yeah. like the next two years. I think they're gonna choose Simmons over Embiid. Honestly, I would rather have Jarrell over Simmons, yeah. but. It can go either way. Yeah. It could go anyway because with Ben, you have a good small forward that can get others involved. But with Jarrell, you got uh, a great center that can shoot the three occasionally, that can get you in the post, that is, you know, what, seven feet can, you know, block shot. You know, he can do almost anything on the offensive but, you know, with Ben, you got someone that can drive. You got someone that can diss out. But he's going to have to start shooting three. Yeah. You know, he's he going to have to start doing get that. a shot, kind of like what Giannis is doing right now. Yeah, and that's scary. <laughs> if Giannis could, like, really get a solid shot, then that is something that is – that's some scary stuff. He will. But, like, he'll never be a crazy good shooter, but I think – at his absolute peak, he'll probably be like a like a thirty five percent from three, which is which is good. That's for for Giannis. That's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I've um, I was thinking like to get back on the um, the to do list like with the um the Raptors. Right. A lot of I feel like everyone has counted the Raptors out this year, but I'm like. I'm, you know, with my history with Canada, you know, Drake and the music and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've always loved to see anything Canadian and anything Toronto succeed. Definitely sports because until you know the Raptors winning that championship, almost everyone has counted out, you know, Canadian sports teams, right? But right. I feel like they have a legitimate you know, a legit stance in the playoffs and in the finals if they make it. They do. Kawhi, you know, Kawhi did not win that championship on his own. Like, looking back and just seeing... Siakam balled out. Siakam was amazing. Yeah. He he was one of the main ones. Definitely with his hustle. Like, I'm now seeing Siakam hit threes now. But, like, with last year, he had... They had traded Pau Gasol. They had traded um Jonas Valanciunas for Pau Gasol, right? Yeah. And or Marcus Pau Gasol. Brother. Yeah. And um, I would love to have seen Pau and Mark. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, you're right, Mark. Um, I would love to have seen those two play on the same team. They all they. It's kind of funny because they had traded Pau. No, they had traded Mark. I think like the pick for. Um, Powell. Either way, like one was on the um, Grizzlies, Grizzlies already, and one's on the Lakers, so they kind of like just switched. But yeah, Mark, he can hit the three. You know, he can get you in the paint a little bit, and he's a very intelligent player. Yeah. Not many people are like intelligent, you know. And also Van and Van Vliet. Oh, Van... He's he, yeah, he balled. He stepped out. up. He's been balling. And so it's like Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi came and did what he did. But it wasn't just him. Cal Lowry made good shots. He made good contributions. Like, he, that was a solid team. Plus the defense from um their coach. Right. I mean, it, it, it was a lot of factors that came in. And granted, you know, yeah, did the injuries – Help, yes, but <laughs> it would have been it would have been something else if 
despite all the in- injuries to the Golden State Warriors, if somehow the Warriors still won, you know? Yeah. And so it, it was good that, you know, the Raptors was able to win and everything. But How deep do you think yeah. they're going to go realistically in this year's playoffs? I would I would say um, third round. I mean, you, round you only is, get uh, – Oh, that's uh, – Conference final. Yeah, I can see that. I could very well see that. Against the Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Cause like the Miami Heat, I want this. I want to see them succeed. Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players. Every, I mean, all the way Bam. back Adebayo, to Chicago. He's good. Like they got shooters, and they got Eric Spoelstra, who's one of the greatest coaches. Um, they they have a young core and a experienced core with Jimmy, and they got um, what's his face? They just signed um, uh, Iggy Iggy Dollar. Right. Like they got, they got some good experience. They got some um good um people to talk to, but I feel like they're on it. They're the team on the rise. But you think you they know, could, uh, the you ne- think the Raptors could get past the Bucks? I think if I I think so. Like I don't think it's gonna be easy by no means, but I still think that um the Bucks they they still have a lot to show in Honestly, the playoffs. Like, I know the Bucks. I I think they're the, they're like forty five and eight. They're they're the best. I think they have the best record. But with the Bucks, I honestly don't think any of the like top elite teams, like you know Lakers, Clippers. I don't think they actually fear the Bucks. Yeah, like like exactly. I don't see I don't see championship in them yet. Yeah, exactly. Like Giannis, like everyone's saying, like okay, Giannis is. You know, he's passing and everything, getting the shooters involved and all that. But it's like, it's kind of like being Russell Westbrook in OKC. Right. You know, like, it's just you doing it, getting everyone involved. Okay, then what what happens when you burn out in the playoffs? You know, what happens when you've been playing 40 minutes a night and you're still losing? Or it's up to you to take the last shot and you're tired and you're missing. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're going to have to be able to get consistent reliability out of your players. And trust me, they got good players. They got Brooke Lopez. They got... um, Yeah, they have a bunch of good players. But I think what they're missing is a solid, like, second star. And I know Chris Middleton is an all-star, but I'm talking about, like... I'm talking about like a top ten, top fifteen player, like a like a exactly. Damian Lillard's, like you know, hypothetically, something like yeah. That. Like if you had, I feel like the only thing missing is a point guard that can, yeah, like a Dame Lillard or like if CP3 was, you know, like mm-hmm. a real consistent point guard. Man, that... CP3 would be such. I mean, he he's balling out in OKC, but he'd be such a great addition to any, like, championship contending team. But his yeah. his contract, that's the only issue. Yep. But, like, Nobody can you imagine it. if he was, like, instead of – I think he's I think he's making $40 million, which is crazy. But yeah. can you imagine if he was making, like, you know, 10? Like, you can put him on – if he was on the Lakers? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that contract kind of – Mess bad. Yeah, it, it puts you in a tough spot. So, um, to conclude the conversation of basketball, because we have a few more things, we got twelve minutes left. Um, the Kobe Bryant memorial that happened um two days ago, a day ago, I believe, and I've watched bits and pieces. I I I'm gonna watch the full thing, but. I, I want to watch it when I'm ready. You know, not just because it's on. I want to yeah. watch it when I'm ready. There were some great speeches. Um, I I watched some of the Michael Jordan comments of like <laughs> the the crying MJ, like in the new crying MJ meme and stuff like that. Um, I, I watched no one makes a meme out of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I saw someone make a like. It was his. It was like his body in the in the Kobe <laughs> Bryant memorial, but like the old MJ Klein face. Yeah, like, yeah I on see top that. Of that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was that was hilarious. But um, I I saw bits and pieces of the Shaq's speech, 
it was it was just too soon, you know. I I would have loved. I mean, what Gigi was like thirteen, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. saw like just listen piece of piece of like her playing on Instagram. She could. And so like I was. She had. Yeah, I was. Talent. And I mean, obviously, your dad's Kobe Bryant, right? You know. <laughs> and I wasn't really involved as much like with her and like her playing until now, and I just feel like, you know, with me, I'm. I'm 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 ready for women to take over everything. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Now I don't really even want to say take over, but like in terms of equality, I want the push for women to be able to, you know, get to where they're to where they need to be and their desired destinations, you know? Yeah. And I would have loved to just be able to see you know, witness Gigi just like just take over, you know, WNBA and college basketball. Like she would have been first time pick, oh yeah, off bat, you know. And I just, it was just so soon, you know, just yeah. so so soon. But um, I just hope that they, you know they'll be able to rest in peace and rest in paradise, you know. So yeah, rest in paradise. Um, I have a, I like to always, um. Wait, manage. I always, I always like to speak upon um, mental health and emotional well-being on the podcast because that's a real, real life things, right? And I was looking up online about emotional wellness, and I, um, um, Siri or you know Google kind of helped me finish the statement, and so it's emotional wellness tips, and I have six tips that can help us with our emotional wellness. First tip is manage your time better. And I feel like me, you know, with the the work field that I decided to put myself in, you know, with music, podcasting, and also working out, it is mm-hmm. almost a requirement to manage our time better, you know? And without being with sleeping, you know, sleeping at a decent hour and waking up at a decent hour. And... You know, working out when our bath when our body is you know fit for it. You know, just being able to put our day and kind of like making in portions. You know, okay, at this time I work out and then I I eat, then I sleep, and then I wake up at this time and then I go back and then I do something else. And then it's, it's important to not burn ourselves out throughout the day, but but to you know do as much as I as we can, but be smart about it, you know, get the rest that we need. And resting off doesn't always mean sleeping. It also just means to relax your body, to let your body recover. You know, right. I don't go to the gym every day because, you know, it, we need to let our bodies recover and to, you know, get our, get our muscles back, you know? Exactly. A lot of people going to the gym, they, work out so much they overdo it and then they're sore yeah. and then yeah. they, they, it's consistency even if it's only like twice a week yeah just do that you know that you want to make it a lifestyle so i agree with that and you you yeah you spoke upon it um for number two it says exercise often more often and exercise doesn't mean going to the gym that doesn't mean you got to go to the gym and you know spend X amount of money on a gym membership that can mean going for a walk, that can mean going for a run yeah. at the park, doing push doing ups, push-ups, doing sit ups. You know, I do sit ups on my on my floor. You know, I do 20, 25, 30, or I time myself, you know, give myself a benchmark. Okay, I want to do this amount in this amount of time, or you go out mm-hmm. and buy yourself some weights or dumbbells and you got yourself a little thing at your house it doesn't always mean going to the gym you know you can make anything out of anything you don't always have to go out and do it you know you just start from the little that you have or from what you have and make the most out of it so exercise more often is you know it does not it doesn't mean exercise all the time it doesn't say exercise always it just says exercise more often and that's important because the the results from exercising is positive you know it's positive and um i alluded to it on the first one you know we're managing time number three is get enough sleep 
Um, typically, you know, I've, I've averaged about six, about six to a six and a half hour worth of sleep. And I'll get like those two hours back during like a nap. But getting, um, getting, getting enough sleep and getting sleep at the appropriate time is always important, you know, because mm-hmm. my sleeping, oh my gosh, my sleeping schedule was just <laughs> trash. Like I would literally stay up the, the, I remember. the entire night, like in high school, I would have to get up at 5.30 to make to the bus stop around like 10, or not 10, but like 6, 10. And like, I'll just stay up throughout the night and like I'll sleep during class and <laughs> like no for real, like I'll sleep first period then I have to stay up second and then like it would just be like back and forth sleep stay up sleep stay up and then like I get home around four go to sleep wake up around 9 30 and just repeat and somehow I passed and graduated high school I don't know how I did it but um hey, trust the process Trust the process. Yep. Number four, <laughs> number four, something I've been doing as well. Eat healthy foods, fruits, less sugary processed foods. Um, mm-hmm. it it sucks, but this is something that um that needs to be talked about. You know, um, it is much cheaper to buy the non healthy foods versus buying the healthy foods that are more expensive. You know. Like I went to Walmart and I'm like, okay, let me eat some more. Let me get some organic. You know, that's always the, you know, those words that people like to, you know, say a million times because like it's new or something like that. Organic's one of those words. And like, I saw like four, like it was like $4 for just like four things of oranges in a, like in a sack. And I'm like, hell no. Let me go get let me go give myself some halos or something. Like, I ain't about to. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, eating healthy foods, eating strawberries, non, non, like, non-fattening yogurt, like plain yogurt, stuff like that. It's the little things, you know. It's it's the little things. Five is practice relaxation techniques. Yoga is something that um I enjoy yoga or just like I think like you can say pra- um, praying is a, a relaxation technique. Praying is you know, for all the religious people of all the li- religious listeners praying I feel like it's a relaxation you know talking to God and getting all the all the stress out of your system. I've, I've um had that before that's happened to me before like I could not sleep because I had all this stuff in my mind and in my heart then I was like Maybe let me just talk to God about it. Let me pray and and after that, like real talk, everything was out my system and I was able to go to sleep. And the last tip is stay positive, and that's important too. Always keep your head up. That's what I like to, you know, on IG or on TikTok. You know, I always say, keep your head up. You know, I like it. It motivates me. I like seeing your stuff on social media. And um, thank you. You know, I I try to um. I always keep my head up. I always try to, you know, whatever I'm going through, I always try to push through, persevere, and learn from it. And so, therefore, I could um, be able to just motivate and show, like, yo, I went through it. You can, you can, and I was able to surpass it and get better through it. So can you, you know? And I think it's important to just keep our, keeps our head up, keep our spirit alive, keep our spirit up. And, you know, like I said, stay positive because, it's much easier to give up than to um, keep going, you know. And I, um, right. I refuse to give up, you know. So, any, I like it. any. Um, we're we're inching on a minute. We have um about thirty more seconds. You have anything else to say? Any last words? Rest in paradise, Kobe Bryant. Huh. Rest in paradise, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace, Gigi. Rest in peace, all the lives that were lost. And yeah, purple, purple and gold. You know, all the way, all the way. Mamba out. All right, Mamba out. Love you.
Thank you for having me, oh, bro. Of course. So let's keep it going, you know? Definitely. Let's do this again. All right. Peace. Peace.